Hello, and welcome back to Belmont Bunch. One second. Get over here. Come on. You're going to be in the video. Opening night, puppy. Say something. That's good. Oh, go Winston. All right. Don't bark at Sparky. So, the New York Islanders opened up UBS Arena. Finally, uh, they do lose in regulation, and it continues a five-game pointless streak for the team. But uh, there were some moral victories in this one. So, let's go through the game. Well, first, I should probably say, I was lucky enough to get to be up in the press corps last night. It was uh, amazing. I got to see the game at a level that I've never seen it before. It was like watching, you know broadcast well super high broadcast in like nhl video games um very cool to get to see the whole crowd doing the yes 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 at least a couple times um from above and seeing that's that's rude that's rude anyway um but seeing that was was really cool um i think i saw a couple of the calgary scratches up there um the islander scratches i didn't see with the COVID stuff going on with the Isles, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like somewhere else entirely. But uh, the Islanders were up against it. I think I have, where did I put the, oh, here they are, the lines. I have the media lines for last night, which is like the real lines, but just printed. Um, so I'm sure this sounds good, some ASMR. Anyway, uh, so the Islanders had to ice their forward lines of Bellows, Barzal, Parise, Andreov, that's Andy Andreov, uh, Brock Nelson, and Oliver Wallstrom, Richard Ponick, John Gabriel, Peugeot, Palmieri, and the fourth line. And then on defense, uh, Chara, Dobson, Salo, Mayfield, Aho, Hutton. So a lot of debuts in there. Um, and some of them, like, I think will stick on. Um, but we'll, we'll go through the game and we'll talk about that. First, uh, one of the veteran Islanders gives the puck away in his own zone on a really, really, really disgusting-looking play. Matt Martin hands the puck to Brad Richardson. It's a one-on-one -on -one with Varamov, and he just just goes hard and low and scores. And it's one nothing only like four minutes in. So a, a tough start. I think every fan in the building knowing about, you know, uh, Bo being out and Green being out and Lee being out from COVID um, protocols, uh, Knew this was going to be a tough one. And it was against a very good Calgary team, as you can see by the record, and also by how they played last night. Uh, so Richardson makes it one nothing pretty early on. A uh, lot of penalties in this game. The Islanders' power play, not quite as embarrassing, despite going one for six. I thought uh, it looked better, uh, even when they weren't successful. For the most part, not every time. There were a couple power plays that were rough. But the Islanders had, I think, three opportunities in the first and didn't get a goal on any of them, obviously, but... Um, maybe we're seeing some progress there. Uh, the first time we really got to hear the new arena get going, uh, Richard Ponick got a nice hit in the offensive zone corner. Uh, Ponick is somebody that I thought looked, uh, really good, felt really, uh, like aggressive, uh, hungry. And I think maybe that infusion of hunger into this lineup from a bunch of guys that have never played in the NHL and then Richard Ponick and, you know, so a couple guys that have and just you know, maybe feel disrespected from not making the team to start the year. Um, I think that's good. I think it's good to get some of the guys that have been here a while 
maybe a, a look at what that hunger is like again to get them going. Because, um, you know, the Islanders haven't been great at fighting back when they're losing this year. The Islanders did show fight back in this game. Mangiapane made it 2 nothing on a power play goal. So, two goals. So, it looks like another special teams disaster. But it didn't. It wasn't as embarrassingly so. So, power play wasn't giving up shorthanded chances for the most part. And uh, both power play goals, both by Andrew Mangiapane, um, were deflections. And one of them might have even had some controversy involved. But the first one, uh, just a uh, an excellent tip. The only possible thing that you could say is maybe Varley overplays it to his left and leaves the right side open to that deflection, but uh, it's hard to predict that. Um, so I think that pos- positional play will come back as he gets more starts. I was a little bit surprised that he got to open up the new arena, but, you know, Trotz, when in doubt, goes with a veteran. So uh, be quiet. Uh, so 2 nothing there. God bless you. And the Isles are, you know, kind of struggling. But they get one through Nelson. Uh, I believe this was the, the beginning of the second period. Uh, I was running around in between periods as well, trying to interview people and get pictures of people. So it did kind of, like, the periods kind of all melt together a little bit. Nelson's goal, uh, some good work from Ponick. Uh, he gets an assist. It ends up being a power play goal. Um, but it was the Islanders working hard below the, the goal line, getting it back out top. And uh, Brock Nelson rips one. Of course, the first goal, uh, the celebration was kind of hindered by the fact that it was originally called no goal. And then they had to look at it. It was pretty obvious on the replay um, that it was a goal. And it is 2-1. And there's some life back in the building, which is great. Um, It would become 3-1. Another Flames power play goal. There were a lot of penalties in this game. Uh, Some bad calls, I thought. The Islanders were the beneficiaries of one where Brock Nelson... Like, yeah, it's a bit of a bear hug. And the... A little bit of a grab on the shoulder, but uh, I think Nelson sold it a little bit. So just I, the penalties last night, a little bit out of control, and it comes during this talk about is Connor McDavid getting enough calls? I don't want to watch games with this many power plays. I thought it was bad. I thought it was not fun to, not as fun to watch. So that's my two cents on that. Mangiapane's second goal, another deflection. This is the one where maybe there's some controversy. Um, Mangiapane, I, I on first look, it's. Parise falls down, and it allows the shot to get through. Mangiapane deflects it in again. Um, but it looks like like a trip, maybe. Uh, kind of one of those accidental, on-purpose uh, trips by Mangiapane where he leaves the skate out. Parise trips over. Parise would have been the, the guy on the shooter. And it comes in and goes in, and Parise stayed down for a sec, maybe looking for the call. Didn't get it, and it's 3-1. Um, but you can't look for help from the refs because they... Ooh, they're not good. But uh, the Isles get back in it early in the third. Uh, more good work. Um, this time, fr- uh, again, from the Nelson line. This time with uh, Oliver Wallstrom kind of stick-handling the puck into the middle. And it wasn't... I don't think it was an intentional pass to Nelson. It was more of a, I'm doing a bunch of moves, and then it got knocked off my stick right to Brock Nelson on the back post, who rips one over the pad of uh, Markstrom, who was good in this game. And the Islanders are back in it again. And they're getting a lot of shots on goal. And um, I guess now I'll take a second to talk about the defense before we go into the, the rest of the third. Uh, Salo made his debut. A lot of ice time, over 20 minutes. Very happy with what I saw. Saw parts of maybe Taze and Letty's game there. That feels like a natural fit to take over for Chara, who a few times in this game 
you know, when defensemen have to be kind of fleet of foot, when you got a guy coming at you and you're skating backwards and you have to retain the puck really quickly. So it's not easy, but, you know, I watched Solo do it. I watched Dobson do it last night. Dobson, I thought, had a lot of energy last night. He's a guy I'm not usually very high on. I was high on him last night. Uh, I thought he skated really well. So good to see that from Dobson stepping up when needed. Aho the same. Grant Hutton, I didn't notice as much. Uh, I, I saw a few plays, active sticks uh, helped for Hutton. Aho, I, still not very strong on a stick, on a, uh, on a skate stick, um, and uh, strong in the puck, I should say. And I do feel like when somebody gets close to him, they're going to steal it, kind of like with Josh Bailey. But back to Chara, he's not quick enough to do these, you know, these you know, skating backwards, flip it off the boards. Um, he's skating backwards and then losing the puck and then, you know, a Calgary player's going the other way. And uh, Chara just, I, I, I think, how long can the experiment go on? Um, with the new guys coming up, it's one of the only good things about, you know, all the, the COVID stuff going on with the Islanders is, uh, first of all, this is, I'm filling this before the Toronto game, uh, Bo is now healthy. It was a false positive. So, Let's hope for more of those. But um, Ant, uh, Anton Goloshev might get a shot tonight. Um, uh, Bellows is going to be out tonight. I thought Bellows had been playing pretty well. Um, so we're getting a lot of looks. And as a fan, that's cool because you get to see maybe some of the future guys getting their shot and some of them that should stick. Um, Salo and Ponick, I think, should stick for sure. Um, and uh, now back to the game. So it's 3-2, and the Islanders, great pushes uh, Grant Hutton had a chance on a puck that kicked back out to him with a lot of guys down in front, and he kind of scuffed it wide. Um, some good stops from, from Markstrom throughout the night. One off his helmet, off a deflection in the third. And uh, then two empty netters, Trevor Lewis and Johnny Gaudreau. And uh, again, it, we need to uh, not treat this like a 5-2 game. Those two empty netters, let's let it go. It was 3-2, and then we took a couple shots that didn't work out. So... Um, for the lineup that the Islanders had, I thought a great effort. I, I, I thought, um, you know, they double shifted a few guys a lot. Um, let's see if that hurts them tonight. Hopefully not with Nelson and Barzal playing a lot. I thought Barzal also played well, you know, just his usual stick handling game. And, um, I don't know if he drew any of the six penalties, but, uh, I didn't notice him defensively, which is a good thing. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't think. You know, I think Varley just has to keep playing to get his sharpness back up. Um, tonight, I'm hopeful that Sorokin, you know, he'll probably have to be depended on. Um, unless the Islanders can summon up some of the energy last night, because I expected the Islanders to get, you know, badly outshot and need the goalie to do all the work. They did better uh, than I expected in that regard. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see Anton Goloshev rather than Andy Andreov. Um, but I do think that Ponick. Uh, he's going to see a lot of ice time tonight. Looked like Trotz trusted him last night. He was playing with a little bit of everybody. So that's good. Um, yeah, so this is kind of my part two. Uh, you know, the next day, got a little bit more time to think. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what I've got. And I'll see you again tonight. So you get two videos today. Uh, I'll see you again tonight after the Toronto game. But we'll see you next time. And look at the link in the description. You'll find the audio version of the podcast. Uh, maybe not in this one, but maybe in the Toronto one. Uh, I'll talk to James. But we'll see you next time from Belmont Bunch. Goodbye.
Winston! <laughs>